Hi, and welcome to episode 98 of No Crying in Baseball, the You Don't Have to Put on the Red Light episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, camera dude. (laughs) We yelled that yesterday. We did. (laughs) Who did we yell that to? So we've been going to baseball, which is really fun. Um, And we are way, way up. So to get that Jumbotron camera guy up to us is a major effort. So as soon as he got into his section, I was our section. I was all excited. So I yelled, hey, camera dude. And And he noticed us. He was so happy and he waved and he smiled. So I said, hi, camera dude. And pretty (laughs) soon we were all saying, hey, camera dude. So now he's got a name and I think he's going to come back. Yeah, he'll be our new best friend. Section 408 was so much fun last night. Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody got up and sang at the stretch. They followed your rules. Maybe they're listening to you. I don't know. Or maybe it was just that kind of night. It was a super fun game. Mm -hmm. But I... Between that and then, yes, we may or may not have been on Jumbotron, very large because of high camera dude and all of that, dancing like crazy people that we are. Large and, and in charge. Yeah, the Nats won and it was so great. And and before the, the game, there was the Little League team from Loudoun County, Virginia, who was the first Little League team to make the Little League World Series from Virginia in something crazy like, like 1994. years. Yeah, yeah, many years. So there were little people in yellow shirts win baseball hats looking very happy. They got to come and watch batting practice and meet a bunch of the players and get autographs and stuff, which must have been so cool for them. Yeah. So yay for that. And 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 them following your advice also that things are better when you bring them to the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. On today's show, we got some boyfriend news like we always do. We're going to talk again about Jonathan Villar because he is so much the Orioles' bright spot. We're going to talk about Guzman because he is back and Christian Yelich may have reached peak boyfriendness. I think he might be giving Anthony Rendon a run for my boyfriend money. We'll find out. Rosters expanded today, the day that we're recording, and we'll tell you what that means. A little love to the Pulaski Yankees, the only Yankees team we love, but we do love them a lot. There's some notable pitcher news, including Cookie Carrasco, because we are Cookie Strong, JV, and the Nats team. It's the last check-in on our predictions of the of the whole season. Oh, my God. We're going to tell you some news about Tyler Skaggs, which we don't like but must be shared. And as always, some women in baseball international tournaments. First, our baseball boyfriends, the guys that we think are special for reasons beyond the field who we have each chosen carefully in the offseason, one guy per, per team. And I chose Jonathan VR of the Orioles, knowing nothing about him before our little bit of offseason research. And he did really well. I think, was it last week that we talked about him hitting for the cycle? I think it was yes, just it last was. week. Yes, it was. And I get to say his name again today because he stole home, which is <sighs> I, one of my favorite plays really to watch. It's just because it's so unexpected out of nowhere. And so ballsy, man. I mean, like you're right there in front of God and everybody. Yeah, apparently he sort of didn't have a choice at that point because he had a mighty lead on third and from third and, <laughs> and nowhere to go. So he couldn't go back. So he went for it. And he got it. It was against the Royals, but, you know, the Orioles then lost twice after that two games. That that was a game they won. Um, yeah, so bright spots for, for the Orioles is, is kind of a nice thing to check out. Our Nats boyfriends were so much fun to watch. Both of them. Both of them, Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto, who we've talked about a lot because they are ripping it up. Last night's game, they hit back-to-back home runs, which is cool, but it's also historic because it was home run number 30 for both of them. That's weird. It's weird. And it is the only time in Major League history that two people on the same team have gone back to back with a number like 30 or 40 or any of those names. 
And that, that's bizarre, especially because it's a round number. Like it could have been 27, right? Like, it could it, it could have been, but it's 30, man. And also it's the first time two nationals have hit more than 30 home runs in a season for a very long time. So this is pretty cool. And it's only the beginning of September. That was the end of August when it happened. So there's more to come. So that's pretty darn cool about that. Also, boyfriend Anthony Rendon hit 611 last week. In the last seven days, he hit 611. That's amazing. And right on, wow. as of this very moment in time, which could change any second now, he's the league leader in RBIs with 111. So we might have been yelling something akin to pay the man from Section 408. That's right. Show him the money. Yeah, we want to keep him, please. That would be good. Uh, speaking of boyfriends who might be getting kept is what I'm hoping I get Ronald Guzman back. He was sent down last time I talked to him about him was at the end of July when he was sent down to AAA, and he rocked it there. So there's my guy. There's that boyfriend attitude. He was batting 316, which was up from his uh, 193, and I don't think he had broken 200 when he was up with the Rangers at the beginning of the year. But what really drew me to him is his splits. Like, he can oh, right. reach. Yeah. He's, and he's got the wingspan. He's the condor, the Guzman condor. Um, so the the Rangers have been suffering on defense without him. So I'm hoping he's back. I'm hoping he can put in that ending stretch in boyfriend quality and do something fun so I can talk about it. Yay. Me too. I hope so too. Potty Mouth mentioned that our boyfriends have a little something extra. My <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yours has a lot extra. My, my brewer's boyfriend, Christian Yelich, is showing you all of his extra bits. <laughs> In the ESPN body issue, which comes out on September 6th, although the photos all come out online on September 4th, I believe the same day, within a couple of days of, of when this drops, um, they're very nice to look at. There have been some previews. Impressive. They're very nice to look at. So there's two things I want to say about this. One is, in addition to, oh, my God, he's a beautiful man, Um He's also good at trolling back gently at people that give him crap. You may have seen this if you spend much time, oh, say, on Twitter or Cut4 or any place like that. A Twitter user who identified herself, her name is Roxanne, and she identified herself as a 110% Trump supporter. Oh, I missed that oh, part. This is an important oh, part of this. even better. She chided him about bearing it all. Yeah, that part I got. And said, think of the children. Right. Like, what will the right. children think if you have this, like, naked... You know, I'm sure she's picturing, you know, like a, a playgirl sort of Had she thing. seen the pictures? I, I do not know. I know nothing more than his response was simply, relax, Roxanne. The perfect response. But then it got better. And, you know, we have this rule that we get to keep one boyfriend from year to year. And I said that right. Anthony Rendon will always be my boyfriend. This may give Rendon a little run for his money because what Christian Yelich did the next day, he changed his walk-up song to Roxanne. And the clip, the video clip of this is wonderful because you hear like the opening, you know, a few times through Roxanne and then the crowd erupts because everyone there gets they the joke. They got it. It was so great. I, so, um, yeah. I got that news bite from our friend Blake in, in Section 408 and Danielle, the, the other person in Section 408 who who are friends with us, um, noticed it right away and passed on the news. Yeah. So I want to tell you one more thing about this body issue, because, yes, there are very beautiful athlete bodies and they, they highlight about 20 different athletes, um, all genders, all sports, this huge mm -hmm. variety of sports and all body types. 
shapes right? and sizes. Yeah. All shapes and sizes to show you this is what an athlete's body looks like. And it can look really different. They have football players. They have, say, Older baseball players who may not be as fit but are amazing baseball players. They have they have the entire offensive line, right, of the Eagles this time. So a right. lot of football players, a lot of big football players. Right. Yeah. So so not like your typical pinup yeah. necessarily, although some of them absolutely are. So I was kind of when I was researching, possibly looking for additional photos of Christian Yelich, but we won't talk about that. I found this one story about one athlete who was profiled also in this issue, and she's a Paralympian. Um, named Scout Bassett, and she's a runner, right? She's a sprinter, and she is missing a leg. So she has uh, her prosthetic is one of those running blades. And she tells this story of being adopted from China when she was very young, and she was in this horrific fire, and she had terrible health care and lost her leg and all this. And then eventually got adopted, came to this country, and got good health care and went to a sports prosthetic person who created this blade for her and I believe other versions of of legs for her that really turned her entire life around and she had spent years as like in her teens trying to blend in with everybody else and you know I've got this fake leg and it's ugly and I just want to like everybody else and then she got this blade this is you can't hide this it's amazing that somebody this young has been through that much and has made it to the level where she's competing internationally in the Olympics. Well, this that's is this is years later now, wow. but that's when it first happened. But when still, she first, she can't be that old, right? Right. Uh, but so, so she now wants to show this off, right? Mm-hmm. So she is she's nude in these pictures with this running blade on her leg, and she what her whole point is: I want girls to see this who are in their. They're young, you know, they're adolescents who are worried about how they look and they don't want to embrace this thing about them. And she's like, no, look, mm-hmm. look at how beautiful this is. Look what you can be. And I thought, well, screw, screw you, Roxanne, really. I mean, this body issue does more than just show us beautiful people. Totally. And I forgot that last year, before the whole U.S. women's soccer thing, that Megan Rapinoe was in with her, are they married? With yeah. Sue Bird? Sue Bird, yep. Yeah. And that they were in there as a couple, which is an amazing oh, thing, wow. especially, you know, thinking about how well known she is now. This is before the fact. So yeah, yay, cool. We're pro body issue we here at NCIB. We absolutely are. We absolutely are. All right. Where are we? We're saying congrats to oh, some friends of we're ours. We're saying, there we go. I got lost on our notes. Were you thinking about Christian Yelich's I, I, um, body I issue? I, I might have yeah. been thinking about a couple body issue things. Okay, that that yeah. might have been there. But Pulaski Yankees, who we got to visit and hang out with and party with in July, they are doing some wonderful things, maybe right now as I speak. And I'm really hoping for you guys because they're in a final of a three-game series against the Burlington Royals. And if they win this game, then they go on to the winner of the West Division of the Appalachian League. So this is rookie ball, Appalachian League, and they're in the east side. And the west side, interestingly, it's going to either be the Bristol Pirates or the Johnson City Cardinals. And we saw the Yankees beat the Pirates there. So maybe it'll happen again. They're also setting records for fans in a season, 95,897 fans. That is important because it would have been 895 if we had not gone. Oh, I like to see us involved in, in making math a good thing for everyone. Our numbers count in this That's historic right. show total. Up. Hey, Check that out. Go to minor league ball games. They mm-hmm. are a great time. And the people that you see are going to turn out being great one day. They may be kind of great right now. Along those lines, we're recording on September 1st. It's still September 1st, right? I Mm -hmm. think so. 
rosters expanded today. Let me tell you what that means. Currently, Major League teams can carry 25 players on their active roster. That sounds very heavy, carrying 25 it's, players. It's, but they work out. They work okay. out a lot. See the body issue above. You can see the muscles they use <laughs> to carry all these players. So that means that's how many players are available at any time to get in that game that's happening right now, those 25 guys. The rest of the guys on the 40-man roster are available to be called up. Call them up from AAA or from AA or whatever to and swap out the guy on the injured list or the guy who needs to get sent down to like work a couple things out and That's then come back. Good system right. having available guys around. I'm all in favor, in favor of, that. of availability yeah, in, in, sure. in your guys. Sure. So currently, you now that you're in September, this last month of the season, you have all of those 40 guys available to you. You can call up one or two, or you can call up all of them if you want to. There's not the, the upper cap is the 40. So some teams will call up a bunch. Some will call up a few. What teams use this for? A couple things. If they're making a run for the playoffs, they may want to back up a couple of positions. If they've got somebody who they want to make sure gets rested for the mm-hmm. playoffs, they may want to rotate in a guy coming up from AAA for a while. They may also have a couple of people on their AAA team that they want to give some exposure to playing in the show. You've got a month to work mm-hmm. with. Get what does it feel like to play in the major leagues? Face some major league pitchers. Be in the clubhouse. Hang out with the guys who are, are on the team at the major league level. There's a lot of reasons to do this. This isn't going to happen anymore in this way. Oh no, rule change. You, you know what I was thinking also that it's useful for is bringing guys off the IL without so much of a commitment because you don't have to do all the swapping and and mess that you had to do before because there's a little bit of space. So bring him back. See how he does. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. In fact. So wait, they're they're fucking this up. No, they're changing it. Okay, but for the better. Though jury is out. Okay. Next year, that twenty-five man roster, mm-hmm. and I'm saying man because that's what they call it. Right. It wow. is also men, but that's actually the name is the twenty-five man roster. Will be a twenty-six man yeah, a roster next year. So the basic number that you'll have for the whole season is twenty-six, and then in September the call-ups only let you add two. Wait, so 26 to 28 instead 28. of 25 to 40? So here's some That's of, hugely different. Here are some of the thoughts behind it. There's a lot of question about what this means for manipulating service time. Um, is this going to like have you not bring guys up and then you put them off for longer? Or um, you know you don't have the ability to bring them up sooner so have that count against their, their service time. So who knows what's going to happen there as it plays out. One of the things they're trying to stop – are the uneven rosters because there are teams that bring up two guys and other teams that bring up 40 guys who are all available to play. So they're swapping in for everybody. They're doing 15 pitchers. They're bringing up all their pitchers. So they're doing all of these matchups and taking forever because each pitcher is only bad, you know, throwing to one guy and then he has to get subbed out by it. So that's why September games takes a darn long. Right. So, we will see how this plays out, but that's next year. This is the last time we have the 40-man roster call-up on September 1st. Well, the good news about the call-ups locally, um, we had some from the Nats, but also the big one is Cookie Carrasco coming back today as part of this deal. And he pitched an inning, is that right? Cookie Carrasco from Cleveland. He's a pitcher from Cleveland. That's such a great alliteration. Cookie That's Carrasco right. from Cleveland. And he was out because he was diagnosed with leukemia. So he's mm-hmm. been out for diagnosis and then treatment for a couple of months now. Yeah, since the end of May. But I think, you know, they just came out with his treatment right before the All-Star because mm-hmm. we were there when that news broke during mm-hmm. the All-Star break. 
Um, but he had been out for a few weeks before. So this is – it's amazing to see him coming back. And everybody, of course, is behind him, right? Yeah, he came back as a reliever, which is great. So he can kind of baby yeah. step his way back. He's probably not going to start this year. I don't know. But they it was, this was a game in Tampa. And not just his team was excited to see them. All the fans in Tampa – now, granted, that's not a large number of fans ever. But all of them <laughs> were on their feet. Ooh, the Tampa – the team all came out of the dugout to clap for That's him. Classy. So he got, yeah, he got a very classy, rousing welcome back to the major leagues. Francisco Lindor apparently ran over from, from shortstop to hug him That's before really he started. So he did all right. He and the, right. there are others out there. There are other current players who have been through cancer and beat it. John, thinking John Lester, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Rizzo. There are guys out there. So cookie. Yeah. We're all behind you here. Other pitcher news that's pretty exciting that happened today. I know we're talking about the Nats a lot, but they are surging right now, folks. They are a team to watch. And one of the things that we watched happen today, albeit on TV and not at the actual game, was Patrick Corbin joined the 200 strikeout this season club. And this club is not large, but two other members of this club are Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer. Sounds like a fun club. I would like to hang out in that club. I totally do, too. Yeah. So that's three guys from the Nationals. And never before in Major League history have there been three guys from one team hit, uh, throwing more than 200 strikeouts in one season. I'm realizing that's your fantasy baseball pitching squad. Oh, you know what? I, it is, but I lied a little bit. It's the first, um, the only, there's been one other team, but 1969 Astros. Okay. I that was, was a long time. I was very young. Then. I was very young too. I don't remember that. Yeah. So I missed that. So but yeah, well. so it, and it did happen one time before, but that was it. Unfortunately, um, there's other problems on my team. So they're helping. They're helping. But there's a huge bonus. So while you guys went out to watch that game in a sports bar, which I really was tempted to do. Which and I may thought, or may not have had unlimited bottomless mimosas. Now, if that had been in the initial invite, I might have. We just didn't know. Yeah. We would have said so. And then we couldn't tell you because we were busy drinking And watching this, this yeah. exciting yeah. game. Well, I was being responsible more or less around the house and doing laundry with, of course, the game open at, or games open and flicking around and seeing what game. And I saw that little red banner from MLB that said no hitter, thinking like, is it, shouldn't they figure out a different way to say that? Because when you put it out there, it's the jinx situation, right? Well, they're writing it. They're not speaking the words. Okay. Is, it, is it only words. when it's spoken? Yeah. yeah. Is it like say it out loud. Beetlejuice kind of thing? Yes. No oh, hitter, look no at hitter. you. <laughs> yes. That would be great. Well done, you little pop culture reference so, maker, you. <laughs> so there's- um, Somebody's been to writing, Broadway. <laughs> And I could could sing it. I could sing no hit. No. Uh, There's the writing. But, you know, the folks on Twitter were buying that because the actual Toronto Blue Jays feed was trying to get people to repost no hitter in order to jinx the Astros. And then it was kind of interesting to see how um, emotional people get about this concept and how tied they are because there were some people pissed off at them, like really saying, that is so classless, that's not okay to do, like this really had power. You know, like <laughs> and like there had never been a no hitter before Twitter. Right. <laughs> right. No hitter Twitter. No hitter Twitter. Twitter, no hitter. Mm-hmm. Well, it was pretty cool because I got to watch Justin Verlander pat um pitch the last three innings. In the eighth, he went one, two, three strikeouts in the eighth inning. At that point, I kind of had a feeling that the Twitter folks, their power wasn't gonna hold. And he ended up being the only guy, the only pitcher ever, and this is really fun when we get to do this with with statistics, who has two no-hitters 
with the same team in their house. So there are a couple other, I think, who have two no-hitters with the same team, but Verlander did it at Blue Jays. And the really cool thing, too, though, is they had this rookie who came up, um, ooh, Toro, Abraham Toro, I think that's his name. And he was put in the lineup at the last minute. And he got the game-winning home run at the top of the ninth. That was 0-0 into oh, the ninth. Wow. So, like, you're watching this no-hitter. But behind you, you're saying, th- I was thinking, like, what happens after nine innings if it's still tied 0-0? Yeah. When does it become a no-hitter? And how does that work? And I was all confused. But luckily, Toro solved the problem <laughs> and got the home run in the top of the ninth. And then he made the last play of the game. He was at third, and he made the play and threw it over to first. And then, the, of course, everybody, like, runs at Verlander at the end of the game, jumping all over them, and you can see Verlander, Verlander's mouth going, "Where the fuck is Toro?" Because he oh, knew he that was the, he owed the winner it to yeah. that guy, oh, and then nice. he went over and gave him the biggest hug. But that's uh, good for so many reasons. That this earns back three out of the seven hundred points that he lost last week for the whole Detroit Free Press thing. Oh right, yeah. But you know, he's an athlete, man. He that was a, he threw one hundred twenty pitches for this no hitter. That's a lot of pitches. Wow. It's the beginning of a month, which means we're checking in our predictions. And boy, do we suck oh, no. at this. Oh, no. Now, I knew you were going to do this. So, okay. So part of it is this absolutely is on idea. us. It sure was. But I, it's okay because I'm hanging out to dry, too. Part of it is we're bad at this. And part of it. <laughs> it's it, shit luck. It's but, shit but luck. But part of it is some of these guys who are coming up out of nowhere were not, did not start the season when we made these predictions. So there's like wild card things happening here. And I don't mean that kind of wild card, but I mean things we couldn't possibly foresee. We've got to work on the clairvoyance. But We've also, got to get the Ouija board out next year. We have to really pull out all the stops. What we're good at are the easy ones. Sure, we picked Houston. And did you pick the Yankees? I picked the Yankees. Oh, so I picked the Yankees for the wild card. Yeah, you get, <laughs> so okay, at you least get I picked credit. them for something. Right. But like read above Verlander. Sure, we picked Houston. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, I, of course, had Cleveland and we because I didn't see the twins. I did not see the twins. I keep apologizing for that. But Cleveland's kind of hanging on to the wild oh, a wild card spot right now. So I'm hopeful that that gives me the half credit that you have with the Yankees. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm the same with you. I picked Cleveland also. Yeah. So I'm tied. Yeah. Um, National League, I had the Dodgers. That, that was the gimme. So that's the only one that I got. And I picked the Padres for that division. And I love you guys, Padres, but I think they're mathematically eliminated at this point. So I am sunk there. I had the Brewers because I did not see the Cardinals coming, but also the Brewers are tanking. It may be they're very distracted by other things happening in Christian <laughs> Yelich's life, like I'm distracted by right now. But the Brewers went their second month playing under 500 ball under 500 and to show you the kind of shit luck they're having they play in a place with a roof there is a dome they had a rain delay rain was coming and they didn't close the roof Oops. they had a rain delay at miller park that's funny so that's kind of like when we pile on to the orioles who i love right. but it's just like okay what more can happen right now right so, and it's like that's what happened in women's baseball that they didn't pull out the tarp so they right? had those delays so right? hey all right it's yeah not as bad and as i thought the maybe. cardinals that i also did not see coming allowed only 18 home runs against them in the entire month of august so i saw the cardinals you did and and it's i feel a little bit better because i've been sort of like you know putting my tail between my legs the past few check-ins saying oh i don't know why did i pick the cardinals but hey Hey, I picked the Cardinals. They are, yep, yep. And you, major points for that one. Major points for that one. Um, In the East, I had the Phils who are tanking, and I'm very happy 
that they are tanking. I'm just wrong about this. I had Nats as wildcard, and they currently are, so I'm feeling okay about that. I had Nats to win it, so at least I'm got another half point there. And I said Cubs is wild card, and they might get the other wild card. And I'm thinking we just picked one wild card, right? We didn't pick two when we did our predictions. I, I picked one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So hey, right, we have we could have some win-win situation there. It could happen. Um, MVPs, mine are nowhere in sight. I don't know if you have any MVPs in play right now. Uh, nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, rookie of the year, I got Alonzo. Still holding on to Alonzo. And here's one of those where didn't see him coming. Astros, um, Jordan Alvarez is... Hey. Come in. He started. I believe he came up in June. Did not see him coming, and he is tearing it up. And he's kind of taken over everybody's favorite for American League Rookie of the Year. Yeah, American League. I had Guerrero, and I don't know. He's fun to watch. He's not going to get Rookie of the Year. And Tatis Jr. is out for the season. Yeah, as is my pick for Cy Young, which was Chris Sale, who was doing shit anyway. So at least now I have an excuse that he's out for the season. So I'm, I'm but you, done. You also have Max Scherzer, and he is still yes. hanging on. He's, okay. he's back. He was out for about six weeks, but he's back now. And he's still a favorite in that. So we suck about halfway with our predictions, but we're okay. We're okay on some other ones. There's hope for us. Hey, that's very thought. Tyler Skaggs of the Angels. Um, everyone is still grieving for him. He passed away a couple, about two months ago now. Um, there was a mm-hmm. lot of love for him. Players weekend. We talked about that last week. We believed at the time when when we got this initial announcement that we weren't going to know anything till like October or November about cause yeah, of death. I remember saying October 5th is like the date that a report was going to come in. The, uh, however, the medical examiner released the toxicology report just the other day and fentanyl, oxycodone and alcohol were all found. That's a lot. That's a lot. And oxycodone is specifically banned by Major League Baseball. Fentanyl is listed by the DEA as, quote, a drug of abuse. And anything on that list is also banned by Major League Baseball, even if they don't list it by a specific name. Now, Major League Ballplayers don't get tested randomly. They only get tested for cause. So there apparently wasn't enough happening that people saw that anyone thought to have him tested. It's ruled an accidental overdose. So we don't know. Yeah. And the what big happened. question is who prescribed it? Is who, there information on that? Did was it prescribed? Was right. it Where not did he prescribed? Get it? A lot of Where did he get right. it? His parents have retained a lawyer and yeah. they claim that um that an Angels staff person is involved, not that they suspect it, but that someone is involved based on the information that they have. So they're trying to investigate and get to the bottom of that. Um, Somebody's involved. I mean, if it's Angel staff, if it's just whoever he was getting the drugs from, but there's there's stuff to be investigated at this point. There is. And, you know, certainly his teammates are standing behind mm-hmm. his reputation and their friendship. And even Mike Trout said, if I had seen anything anything, I would have followed up on it. I would have talked to him. I would have tried to get him help if I had seen any indication of it. More to come. This is going to play out over a long time, I think. 
but that's just the the latest report we yeah. have on Tyler Skaggs. And your heart just goes out to the family and to the teammates because it's still a horrible loss and he was still an amazing person and this does not change that in any way. This is a situation that we don't have all the information of and there's a lot of kind of ugly, you know, blame throwing that goes around with drug overdose and you don't know. You just don't know. Uh, I'm going to take a breath and go across the world and try to talk about more happy stuff because there's more women's baseball that was happening that we didn't talk about. And the more that I started looking at the Mexico series, which were the not quite Pan American games that we talked about last week, the more I started realizing that people are not looking at women's baseball enough. And I know we've been talking about this, but when it gets to the point where it's an international competition and you still have to struggle to find information, something is going wrong. Especially when it's a World Cup qualifying tournament. Yeah. This is not just, hey, we're going to get some girls and play baseball. This is serious. There's there, there's an outcome we're shooting for here. Yeah, and the, and the U.S. team did amazing. And we talked about that last week. Like their play was unbelievable. And I had a much easier time finding kudos in the press to the Mexican team who got fourth and qualified for the World Cup for the first time and the Venezuelan team who got second than I did for either American and interestingly Canada also who was third. But I feel like there just needs to be more stuff out there. Where did you find uh, this was not what what kind of press did you find this in? So Mexico City, okay. Caracas, right. I mean, actual city newspapers. Yep. Yep. You know, it would be as if the Washington Post did an article about one of the players on the U.S. team. And I didn't see anything like that. The nope. only thing that I found was a minor league ballpark had a women in baseball day, which is a great thing. And one of the women from the team was there. And there's a teeny tiny video of that interview. And the woman doing the interview bless her, she sounded like she knew something about baseball and I'm all for women covering, didn't do the like hand the microphone over to the other person thing. So she's like talking into the microphone and then it goes time for the baseball player to talk and she doesn't think to hand the microphone over so oh, that we can no. actually so we have hear no idea. the words. So again, yeah. no voice. Well, it, there's, yeah, it, it, wow. the, you can hear it. It's just showing how kind of hack the coverage is. And I don't know the whole story, but maybe I'm I'm leaping to conclusions. It's just a little yuck. And then it turns out that at the same time as this was happening in Mexico, there was another international women's baseball competition in Korea that the U.S. sent a team to. And I've been trying to figure out how this worked, because it was called U.S. Elite Baseball, not connected to the women's national team, but it was made up of women from all over the country. I mean, I'm talking California, Texas, New Hampshire, Illinois, New York. Didn't D.C. Girls Baseball send somebody? They're, I think they, oh, they did. Yep, yep, they yeah. did. I think she's she's from a different state, which is what I was trying to trying okay. to figure out. But yeah, so they're young. But how did they get together? That's I can somebody if there are any listeners out there who can help us with how this team got together, I would love to know. They had three coaches and I first looked at it and thought, hmm, is that three men? And it was Robin Wallace, Frank Marcos and Joe Hutchins. And I just looked up the first name, Robin Wallace, who turns out to be an amazing figure in U.S. women's baseball that I should have known about. And I feel terrible that I didn't recognize her name. She in, in 2014, she was an MLB scout. 
So there's that. She played in a U.S. national women's team. She played in high school on her baseball team, being the only girl. She played in college for a little while, but couldn't get any money doing it. So had to go somewhere else to finish college. But then she played on the U.S. national team in international competitions. She was also an assistant GM and a GM for independent leagues. So this is a woman who has a solid reputation leading this team in Korea. So why don't we know more about this? Why can't I find out more information? They came in second to Japan, which is the only country we've talked about before that has a really solid women's league. So Japan's doing well. Actually, I think both Canada and Australia are pretty close, if not started already. Um, to having having their own league. To having their yeah. own league, yeah. yeah. Uh, in this tournament, though, Korea fielded two teams. And then there was the U.S., Hong Kong, Taiwan, Japan, Australia and a mashup European team. And we talked about that there was the first European tournament ever, so France qualified for the World Cup, but members from France, England, and the Netherlands came together to go to Korea. And I'm trying to figure out, like, where does this come from? And their their digs looked really snazzy. They had this great ballpark. And it's a corporation, LG Electronics, that's footing the bill for They're the pretty past big. They could afford years. to. Apparently, that's cool. Four yeah. years they've been underwriting this thing. Four years, and they're—I guess—I mean—they're working with the government, but they're the ones who seem to be pulling out the bankroll, and they paid room and board for all of the teams. Wow! Yeah, this—this this is how you get women to play baseball. Right. You make it financially possible for women to play baseball at an international level. So we need more teams like that. Unfortunately, it was only covered on two YouTube stations. So. There's some more press Exposure. that can be done. But yeah, there it goes. There it goes. The boys are still in town. We got some more games to go to this week. I'm very excited about that, especially that the Mets are going to be in town because I get to see my guy, Pete Alonzo, hopefully oh. look great, but not great enough that the Mets will beat the Nats. That's that's my hope. But more baseball. I love more baseball all the time. And Labor Day, so an extra day off, also good for both of us. That is such a good thing because as I, you may have remembered from last week, I am going back to full-time teaching for the first time in just way too long, and that happens the day after Labor Day. My plans are not done yet, so I do definitely need another day. <laughs> but you know what this weekend did for me? I forgot yesterday was Saturday again, <laughs> so I didn't change my lineup oh, no. for our Fantasy Boyfriend Baseball League. So these are the teams that we put together with our Fantasy Boyfriends and have a bunch of our friends in the league, and I am tanking. Luckily, the kids have left for college because I think they're the only ones below me because they're not paying attention anymore. They are not. But I still have Tatis Jr. on my lineup, so I am sunk. Meanwhile, that guy upstairs who's cooking us dinner, thank you so much, Mr. Guy Upstairs Cooking Us Dinner, <laughs> otherwise known as The Leftovers, is in first place and rocking it. But Sorry, Mr. Patty Math. I should be jumping to defend your honor. <laughs> no. I'm just so tired of trying to do that. <laughs> it's just harsh. And then El Wombo is second, but he's not quite as second as he used to be. And you're really close to Wombo. So I think you two Me both- and Wombo, we're like this. There, right. There, yeah. Where's Wombo now? Is he in college? Oh, he is, but I don't know where. He hasn't been checking in with the commish. All right, Wombo, let us know what you're doing. Right, right. Oh, maybe he'll get you know distracted by college too, and he'll start to tank. Oh. I can only hope. Focus on the things that are important. School. School is much more important than your fantasy baseball team. There you go. That makes sense. 
If you have some ball games to go to this week, you should go to them because ball games are fun, people. If you don't, maybe you want to listen to some back episodes of No Crying in Baseball to catch up on things you've missed. Tell your friends about us. We hear that listening to the podcast while doing your laundry makes the laundry go better. So you might want to give that a try. Check us out on social media. Leave us a review if you get a chance. Until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. 